0: Welcome back to the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. You'll have to excuse my voice. I have laryngitis. Thankfully, though, I did not have it for the interview that I'm going to be sharing with you today that I did with Andrea from Pine and Prospect Home. And thankfully, I got ahead of my podcast and I ended up not having any last week when this started or any this week. So I should be totally good by the time I have another episode. In the episode that Andrea and I already recorded, I had to run quick that day so I didn't make an intro for it, we talked about all things home decor in springtime, thrifty finds for home decor in the springtime. She has so many great ideas. I consider her the expert or the queen of DIY thrifty decor. I've actually been to her home in Michigan. I've toured it. Um, Actually, I just went as a friend. It sounds really fancy, like I went on a tour of her home, but I did. And I saw every room, and it's even more beautiful in person than it is on Instagram. And she, every single thing in her house, every piece, had a story of something that she and her husband either built or found or acquired and made over. So many great, inspiring moments throughout her whole entire home and throughout this interview. Today's episode is brought to you by Tubes & Co. Organic skincare. More on them in a bit. My name is Lisa, mother of seven and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Farmhouse on Boone. Join me as I share with you my love for creating a handmade home from scratch cooking and a little mom and entrepreneur life along the way. Well, thank you so much for jumping on with me. And I'm super excited about our getting together in June. I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to actually think about this now.
1: I know. (laughs) I know. I was thinking about it too. And um, I was hoping you guys would, when I found out that your sister was pregnant, I was like, oh, I hope they're still going to host this year. So Yeah, I'm glad you guys. (laughs) Yep. And
0: this will be where you guys will be staying or not all of you, but like we're going to be having we have it all worked out with the house and here. But yeah, I'm in my little cottage, which we have some work to do. So this is like one of the first things we can talk about. You see my um, my fireplace? I love that. So I'm brainstorming because our guy who helped us like fix everything in here, he made it to where it's no longer drafty. So it actually you can light a fire in it. But he made it really okay. ugly. Like he took the stone and he put dark grey on it and it was supposed oh. to dry light and it didn't. So now no. I'm like, what do we do about this?
1: So yeah, that'll be well, I I want your advice. <laughs> I've I've actually painted grout before. Have you ever painted okay. grout? They make yeah, they make paint that you can use on grout, but it would probably be very tedious. <laughs> I just it saw a lot is. of a lot of grout on that stone. Well, yeah, but... and
0: so a lot of it, too, is on the stone. So I'm thinking, like, maybe we'll oh. have to, like, chisel it away off the stone. I don't even know if that's possible. Oh.
1: Bummer. Or you
0: c- could you do, like, a like a whitewash on it? I thought about, and that's probably what we're going to have to do. I really don't want yeah. to because I don't, you know, but I, know. I also don't know what to do about the mantle because... It's all, like, uneven at the top, and normally when people have stone fireplaces, they put one across the front, but that's when it goes all the way up. This just stops, and so I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a real head-scratcher. I also thought about, what if we got an antique mantle that, you know, sometimes they have, like, a box around them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, enclose it somehow, but anyways... I'll have to get your guys's like in person advice when you're here.
1: Yeah, I'd have to see it again. You'll have to send a send a yeah, picture. Of I know. It. <laughs> I'll send it to the uh, every time I see that fireplace, whenever you're, you're recording YouTube videos or whatever, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so cool. Uh, how old do you think it
0: is? I'm not totally sure. The I mean, we're thinking at least a hundred years old. The outside, the chimney is really cool. It's amazing. And I think that's what it's supposed to look it like really in is. here. But then I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It never was my favorite (laughs) in here, but now it's like really, really messed up. So I don't know. You'll have to help me brainstorm it. That's so frustrating. I know. So we can jump into what is more applicable to other people's homes as well. (laughs) Not just mine. Last time I had uh, Sarah on, I just like, okay, well, what about this? What about this? It was just my little <laughs> private design consultation. So that's yeah, what it turned yeah, into. Yeah. But yeah, so how are you transitioning from winter to spring, which I'm sure you're probably like fully transitioned over, but
1: yeah, with nothing really bloomed yet? Yeah, it's really tricky right now because we still have snow on the ground, so it doesn't feel right. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I mean, yes, it's finally starting to melt, but there's definitely a lot of snow out there still. So it feels weird like pulling out spring florals and, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's still so cold outside. But that's probably the first thing that that I do is just put away like I'll keep out some some cedar and pine type stuff during the winter, you know. And then in the spring I'll bring out the florals and the stems and that immediately just makes everything feel like spring, bringing all those. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, and unfortunately, as much as I love like real flowers and, and like my lilacs and my hydrangeas, everything's still dead outside. So if you have to use faux for a little while, I mean, <laughs> I think it works. They make some really great faux flowers nowadays. Yeah. So I was actually looking online a couple of days ago
0: because I want some. I want some faux flower arrangements around yeah, the house. Yeah. Do you have any good
1: sources that actually look realistic? Um, you know what's funny? I actually just did a blog post on this like two weeks ago. How to, oh, perfect! I know. I did a blog post and a YouTube video. And I think it was like how to make faux flowers look more real. And I talked about just some tips and tricks so they don't look so tacky. Like what to avoid when you're at the store shopping for faux flowers and how to bend the stems and add greenery to make them look, you know, more lifelike. So there's a lot of tips in that post, but I get them from all over. I think you can find good and bad all over, you know, like Hobby Lobby, Joann's, even Walmart. You can find some really cheesy flowers there that look just fake and um, kind of too plasticky and then they've mm-hmm. got good quality ones there too. So I think, yeah, just really all over. I think the really Nice looking ones are really expensive. Like, I don't know if you've heard of a floral, I've been seeing that around a lot lately. I actually ordered my
0: faux uh, greenery for my banister at Christmas time from there, and it was like very, very lifelike. It was yes. my favorite.
1: They look so real. And I clicked on a link that I saw the other day that someone was sharing, and I was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> The, the this price- won't fit in with our thrifty decor <laughs> conversation at all. But like- <laughs> the price reflects that, but I guess I'm sure they would last a long time and they, they literally look real. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to invest Mine, in some. My
0: floral or my uh, banister greenery looked, everybody thought it was real because it looks, even it's in amazing. real life, it looks real.
1: Yeah. So but
0: yeah, the price point, I don't remember what they cost, but I know it was like, oh, Okay. I guess I'll just
1: buy these and have these for forever. So it's like $10 to $20 a stem, which might sound like, oh, that's not too bad. But usually for a a really beautiful bundle, you try to actually. Yeah, like you need at least three stems. So you're talking, you know, 30 to, you know. And really, you need more than that. Yes. If you want to (laughs) make a big impact. Yeah.
0: I don't know if it was quite so bad for the greenery, but Yeah. yeah, that would be a lot if you wanted to actually create an arrangement. Now, one thing I've learned is like, if you're shopping on Walmart, you can't really go on walmart.com and look for faux florals because I've thought things looked really real. And then I get Mm. them here and they're totally not. So we almost have to go in person.
1: I, I agree. I like, unless somebody has recommended it personally, you know, a friend of mine saying, look how real these look, they're sharing it in stories, whatever over on Instagram, maybe I could trust, you know, what they're saying, but for the most part, I like to see it in person for sure. So, yeah, I would say that's the first thing I do. And then, I don't know, just in order to get ready for spring, I kind of like to just deep clean and declutter and kind of just strip the space of everything and start fresh, you know, lighter, maybe not so many layers, not so many pillows, heavy blankets, lighter linens. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you feel like it looks bare, I always have this moment where things look really bare (laughs) and I'm not sure what to do about it. Yeah,
1: I think it takes a couple of weeks for me to get used to it when you take everything down after the holidays. But um, yeah, I I definitely think it looks bare. But then I get used to it and I'm like, okay, I like this. Less to clean around. So
0: (laughs) Yeah, I actually the other day I did a shelf in my kitchen and. I had greenery and red plates on it. And it was just very festive all yes. you know winter. And then I took away the greenery and it was just red plates. Yeah. And it looked really bad. Yeah. But then I replaced that with useful things. Like I did mm-hmm. a jar of, you know, barley and I just did a bunch yeah, of spices. And then now I think I like it better than I liked it in the Christmas time. But that's I had awesome. to definitely live with it stripped for a little bit. Yeah,
1: I think that's one of my favorite things is using um, for your decor, using items that you actually like use, especially in your kitchen and dining Mm -hmm. room. I think you can get away with that more. Like on my kitchen counters, I used to add all this extra decor, you know, a sign that says spring and little flowers everywhere. But now it's like, I think less is more sometimes. And I really just like using items that I actually use on a daily basis. So really pretty ironstone bowls and things Mm -hmm. like that. So I think that helps a lot. And then all you really need to add is just a simple vase, Full of flowers, or you know, maybe switch out your kitchen towels to something that feels like spring, whether that's like a striped or floral pattern or something, you don't need to go crazy with all these little knickknacks, in my opinion. Yeah, I put
0: some greenery like all over my windowsill in my kitchen, and again, it, I took it out, lived with it for a couple of weeks with it gone, and it felt super bare. And then I put some pictures up there, and I'm like, oh, now these are ready for florals for the summer, so yeah. it's like I'm kind of transitioning yeah. into. Empty vases ready for you know whenever stuff actually blooms yeah. ready for
1: flowers yes and I love your cut flower garden I want to do one so bad this year it just looks so simple to just it, I mean, oh, it
0: is is it yeah, really? I don't do anything fancy I mean if you want to get fancy about it you could <laughs>
1: but if you just do zinnias and cosmos okay they'll grow wherever you throw them they just oh, are so my easy word to grow. I've gotta do that this year it just was so beautiful yeah. last year you went now you know, cut them all summer long. I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to do I-, I
0: could just scrap the vegetables entirely, to be honest with you. Could I you really? Could.
1: Oh my word. I haven't even started the vegetable thing yet. One day we'll get there. We're still working on our backyard, but you've been to my house. You've yeah. seen, we've done a lot of like areas with flowers. But we haven't transitioned. We haven't done anything with vegetables yet. One day we'll get there. So, I mean, I could trade them for <laughs> for
0: flowers and just do my whole garden area and flowers. That'd be it's fine. so beautiful. It really is. <laughs> so what are some of your, I, I came to you because you are definitely the queen in my eyes of thrifty decor <laughs> and I've so been sweet. to your house and she really is because everything in your house, you've either snagged for a bargain somewhere or you've DIY'd it so that it looks expensive and
1: nice but it wasn't. So what are some of
0: your favorite DIYs
1: in your house? I know it's completely full of them. I know. I was looking at the outline for today's episode and I'm thinking, what are my favorite DIYs? Because everything around me is a DIY. (laughs) Right. I know. But probably, unfortunately, I don't have a blog post on this yet. I'm still working on it. We just built a new table this past Christmas. I kind of shared the process and stories, but We were able to salvage some wood from a barn for free. This um, friend of ours was burning her barn down. And so we went, my dad and my husband went and pulled out a bunch of like 150-year-old beams. And so that became the base for my table. So that was free. And then I found this really cool reclaimed um, wood on Facebook Marketplace. And I think we paid like 60 bucks for it. And so we use that as the top. So I'm still working on a blog post so I can take some photos and kind of share how we built it. But I love the way our table came out. And it was, I mean, when you look at antique tables, they cost anywhere from like, they start around two or $3,000 for like what I wanted to have, you know, for for the vision. You probably had a specific size. Yeah. For a big, long antique farmhouse Mm -hmm. table, you know, you type in like antique pine Unless you just happen to find one at a thrift store, they're very expensive at antique shops. So that's probably one of my favorite recent projects. Um, But (laughs) there's so many, (laughs) so many all over my home. Oh my goodness. I'm looking at my desk in here that we built in our sunroom. We used like a desk that my parents gave me. It was free. You can find that blog post um, over on my blog. We turned it into this whole built-in desk unit for my office the shelves behind me that we built—that's another favorite project. So our shed makeover in the oh, backyard—I yeah, could just go on and on. So I should probably
0: stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have uh, your sink. I'm trying to remember which bathroom that was in. That was a really cool one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Didn't your grandpa help yep. you build
0: that or something? The
1: this, or maybe your dad. Your dad. My dad helped me build okay. build it. Yep, yep. We built that from like five dollar fence posts and created. Uh, a sink in the bathroom. It was inspired by a Pottery Barn sink that was two or three thousand dollars, and we built it for like fifteen bucks. <laughs> so that was a cool project. Well, how yeah. how does the process work? I mean, so when you see this
0: Pottery Barn sink and you think, I really, I'm not going to be able to spend two or three grand, or even if I could, I'm just not going to do it. How do you go about coming up with an idea for yourself? Because I think what comes really naturally to you maybe doesn't come naturally to everybody else, and so. They might be thinking, okay, I'm glad you thought of that. But how did
1: you even go about thinking of that? I don't know, Lisa. I think, I think that frugality, like, I think it's just ingrained in some people. I don't know if it's the way you were raised or I don't know what, because people ask me that all the time. And it's just, if I see something, my first thought is, can I make that for less? I don't know. That's the first thing, but can I do it for less? Like, how how can I create that look, but not spend all that money? So it's just, it's just part of me, I guess. It's just, I've always been that way. And I don't know if I had millions of dollars, if I would ever change, maybe I probably would. <laughs> because It gets old after a while. So I mean, sometimes it's like, oh man, when you're in the middle of these, big projects, there are definitely moments where you think, man, I wish we could just afford not to have to, to buy it. Yeah. I know,
0: but it's so satisfying it because is, is. when you walk around your home, it looks like a home that would be in a magazine. It's actually like you've been approached by magazines. Yeah, that's
1: really sweet. And
0: nothing in it was something that you just went and purchased for thousands of dollars. Do you have anything in your home that you purchased for thousands of dollars? <laughs>
1: um, You know, our couch. So that's what I'll, you know, okay. you're going to ask me that. Like, yeah. what do you decide to yeah, invest Yeah, what, in? what do you
0: splurge on? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: you really can't make a couch. You can slipcover a couch, yeah. which, yep. you know. And if you're lucky, you might find a great one at a thrift store. But I think you'd have to shop in like some high-end neighborhoods where, you know, people are just, they use a couch for a couple of months or a year and they're like, yeah, I'm ready to move on. But that's unlikely. Most of the time, couches I see in thrift stores are pretty run down. So you could slip cover Mm -hmm. them for sure, but I would say invest in like your main furniture pieces in your home. That's where, cause you said, where do you splurge? You were going to ask me that. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess that would be considered a splurge, you know, your couch, your, your living room furniture, light fixtures is another one. Sometimes I, you just can't find what you're looking for at a thrift store. Like our, our lantern light fixture in our dining room, that was something that I just decided i'm going to just save up and and buy this and stop looking at thrift stores cuz mm-hmm. i doubt i'm going to find what i have in my head at a thrift store so that's another thing lighting is one thing that you probably would you could buy new. Unless you really yeah. love vintage fixtures, you could definitely get lucky. Well, actually, if you love vintage fixtures, just from experience, you're going to pay even more. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. I know you yeah. have some in your home. That's not going to help you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it will. I guess if you love vintage fixtures, that's one thing. I like antique. Yes. So the fixtures I found for my home are, some of them have been a bargain. Some of them have definitely been a splurge. Yeah, where yeah. I'm Just like, ugh. But like you said, it's going to be there forever. Yeah. It's out of reach of the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's something that can really get yeah. damaged. Let's yeah. just knock on wood here. Yeah.
1: I think you've had a damaged <laughs> light mixture before. Didn't your light above yes, your I island? Have, actually. You're I right. Thought- <laughs> yep, I did. Yeah. I remember that. And, uh, oh, my goodness. The other
0: day, I, I had these glass photos. And I, I made an arrangement in my boys' room. This is like, I've had it up for like two months. And the other day, I walked in. I'm like, is that yes, it is. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my word. So they were, yeah, they were throwing their, you know, Nerf guns and all of that. So yeah,
1: I get it. I I get it. I think that, but that's one good thing about thrifty decor, because if something does break in most cases, unless it was like a one of a kind find that I'm like, darn, I'm never going to find something like that again. For the most part, I'm like, it's okay guys. I can probably find another one, you know? So it is kind of a good thing (laughs) when your kids are little. Yeah, yeah, especially in a house of kids. All
0: right, today's episode is brought to you by TubesandCo.com Organic skincare. I have been absolutely loving their charcoal skin bar. It is so great at making my skin feel really clean after a long day of cooking. And then now there's time spent out in the garden. I'll have makeup on and sweat And at the end of the day, using that charcoal bar really just cleanses my skin. And then I'm also absolutely loving their Sea Buckthorn Cleansing Oil. I alternate between those. Sometimes I'll do one at night, one in the morning. Sometimes I just miss the morning altogether and I'll do one one night, one the next to really impart that cleansing and moisturizing all at the same time. It really gets in between the pores and my face just feels so clean after using it and moisturized. Now, our skin is the largest organ on our body and what we put on it actually does absorb in and affect our health. I used to think, well, does it matter if I put, you know, whatever goes on my skin, it's not like I'm eating it, but it actually does go into your body and so you wanna be really mindful about the products that you choose. So Tubes & Co, they use wonderful ingredients, so they're non-GMO, not synthetic, no fillers, they get, tallow from grass-fed cows. They use olive oil. Very natural, clean, organic ingredients. And they're really beautiful skincare. So I'm loving these products more, just as much, if not quite a bit more, than things that did have all of those fillers and scents and fragrances and things that, you know, you might be used to having. These are so much more pure and beautiful, and they really do a fabulous job. They're also made right here in the USA by a small husband and wife team, small company. I love supporting something like that. Tubes & Co. is offering you 10% off your purchase. It's just a one-time use coupon, but it does not have to be your first purchase, with my code FARMHOUSE. So you can go to tubesandco.com, T-O-U-P-S, and co.com and use the code farmhouse so whenever you go out to look for things what are some of your favorite sources are you mostly facebook marketplace we actually did a youtube video about this right yeah
1: we did we did yeah (laughs) um i love facebook marketplace i just scored six dining room chairs for my table on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, that's right. I they're saw them on your stories. Yeah. I'm so excited. I was waiting and being patient. I was so close to just shopping for new ones because I just wasn't finding what I was looking for. But they wouldn't even have been as cool. I know. Too. They have so much character. They're so old. And, oh, they're so pretty. I'm going to... I'm going to mess with them a little bit because I want them to be darker. But for the most part, I got all six of them for a hundred bucks, which at first my frugal self was like, oh, I should offer less. But my sister was like, Andrea, that's like $15 a chair. <laughs> like that's a oh, good yeah. price you need. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, she's probably right. So I wouldn't want to miss out on it over. A, I know. Like 20 and he'd bucks. already, <laughs> yeah, he'd already lowered the price too. And they were originally 200. So he marked them down to 100 and yeah, we just brought them home the other day. I'm always finding stuff on Facebook Marketplace all the time. I, I love Facebook Marketplace, but I love to thrift in person too. I love kind of browsing the aisles and digging and seeing what I can find. So
0: yeah, well, my my thing that I've learned as my home has come together, and I feel like it's like starting to come together more and more, is that you're not really able to make a design board when you design like this. Yeah,
1: I You know? know, so like
0: you... I think there's this tendency with people who want to be like designing their home. They want to make this board where you put in these chairs with this light fixture. I remember doing that with a few rooms in my last house. And it never has the character. And you have right. to buy mm-hmm. everything brand new if you want to do that. So how yeah. does stuff come together for you whenever you really can't have a perfect picture of what it's going to look like beforehand? Like you're you might have sort of pictured which chairs, but then now you have these chairs. So how do you like bring everything together? Like, what's that process like?
1: Well, I guess like with my dining table, I knew, well, I thought that I wanted Windsor style chairs and I was just lucky enough to, we, I have a little booth, a little antique. You, you, you were here. I always forget that. Um, There's a shop here with a little booth um, that my mom and I share And I happened to have a Windsor chair up there. So I ran up there and grabbed it and put it up next to my table. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what I want. So I was really lucky to be able to do that. I know in a lot of cases, that's, you know, that's not the case. You can't just go to your local antique store and borrow Mm -hmm. furniture and play with it. Right. (laughs) So I guess that's the benefit of small town living. The owner there is really sweet and she lets me play with stuff all the time. (laughs) I I think that just moving things around your house and playing with what you already have helps a lot too, to kind of know what to look for, you know, Mm -hmm. like constantly playing constantly. Like if you put some artwork on the wall, for example, in my dining room, I hung some artwork that I had and I'm like, okay, I really love artwork there. This particular piece is too small. And I'm not in love with the colors, but I know, I think I want to look for some art for that wall. You know what I mean? So yes, like I like
0: totally playing, know. What you mean.
1: Yeah. You're playing around with it to get an idea of what you're looking for. And then when you see the the right thing, you're like, oh, that's it. I'm going to grab that. So I don't know. Yeah. Just helps. the other day
0: we have, I have two slip covered wingback chairs that I did years and years ago. I had one sitting in the corner of my bedroom, sort of as like a spot to sit to nurse Theo which I've never, I've literally never done that. I have the bed here, and I just I don't sit in that chair. And then I had one up in my other son's room, and I started moving the living room furniture around. And I thought I wanted two chairs in a certain spot that I really wasn't sure if I did or not. So I went and I grabbed chairs from both of those both of those places, and now they're yeah. going to stay there because they look perfect. Yeah. So yeah, just like you said, I feel like I'm I'm always trying to do this design board thing in my head. I'm like, okay would two chairs look good there? And I'm like, no, go get the two chairs, even if they're not the
1: right two chairs, put them there and then move things around. Yep. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. It's, and that's not even with larger furniture pieces, even small things. Like, I think I want something white in this corner, you know, go grab a white picture and, and you're like, all right, well, if that one doesn't work, then Now you know what to look for. I think just constantly people I think are nervous almost to play with their home or nail things to the wall or move furniture around. I mean, I am by no means like, have I arrived as a designer or anything, but that's how I got from where I used to be to where I am today, you know, is just by constantly moving things and playing with things. So yeah, that helps a lot.
0: Just yesterday I had a pile of art. It was stacked up on a hutch in the living room. And it was just stacked there because I'd been collecting it. I found pieces I liked. And yesterday I was like, Luke, we're going to put these up. I don't really know where they're going to go because I did. In my head, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to wait until I know where I want that to go. And they've been sitting there for probably a year, literally. And so we just started putting them up. I'm like, okay, let's just throw two up here, throw them here. And if we live with it for a while, and I think that's not the right spot for that,
1: we can just move them. We'll store them on the wall instead of in a pile on the hutch. Yep. And if it doesn't work out, you just grab a little bit of spackling, <laughs> right? <laughs> or not? Just get another bigger piece of art and cover it yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> or just put something else there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out. You've got to, you've got to just nail it to the wall and try it to know. You know. Uh-huh. I think that's. Yeah, I think I want to just do the whole thing in my head and
0: like figure it out and make the decisions before like going upstairs and grabbing the wingback chair and all of that. But I'm like. Yeah. You're right. There really is something to just playing with the house, moving things around. I always forget too about shopping the house. So like the other day, we, we moved our whole room, our house around. So we have like Luke and I now sleep downstairs and we have the living room used to be the
1: dining room. So there's a hutch in there. And it had china and I'm like, i can't wait to see this and yeah i know because yeah, it's, only like, three months it's away. like it's so disjointed in my mind and i'm yeah like, hey, i know the houses now.
0: that i've so. been to that i i first learned about on instagram and blogging like when you see them in real life they're never the same layout like even your house i i knew yes. all the rooms yes. but i never could piece it together right but anyways i thought we need to get rid of the hutch because this is no longer a dining room it's a living room and so i was like okay the hutch has to go and then I took the pictures out and I put them on top of it, which it needed decor on top, not really sure why I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Put the plates in other places. And then I took books from another place and put it and I'm like, it's a bookshelf. Of course. It's perfect. Like it's it's the perfect piece. I would run out and buy this and I was gonna get rid of it. So just like reimagining what you already own is the ultimate and thrifty decor. Now some people might be saying, Okay, but I actually have never even started collecting anything. What are some of the things that now that you're probably 10-ish years into home ownership and living in your space and figuring out, you know, what you want, what are some things that you're always looking for when you go to thrift shops and Facebook marketplace?
1: Oh, well, I always, I I immediately check the furniture section just because, and I used to buy stuff all the time, just if it was cheap, you know, and I would think, oh, I could read, I could paint this or I could strip this. And I tend to say, I mean, unless I love it, I tend to stay away from project pieces now. Like, I just, I want to, maybe it's the stage of life I'm in. With oh, a yeah, baby. yeah. It can, I don't know. Yes. So it's like, like, I have to really be in love with it and, you know, imagine it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So for the most part, I try to avoid these pieces that need a ton of work. Um, so I always check the furniture and then um, I like to, to file through the artwork Oh, mm-hmm. um, I've really been into vintage art. Like you said, lately. Yeah. I just think it's so pretty. What are you looking
0: for? Are you mostly sticking to oil paintings? Are you doing any prints? Or Are you looking for a certain type of
1: frame? Yeah, I, I've, I've really been drawn to landscape paintings. And honestly, the two that I have are prints. I got one at, a, at an estate sale. And I got the other one at a thrift shop and I think they're both prints. I don't think they're originals or anything. They were too cheap to be originals, (laughs) but I do see originals. You can find them every once in a while. You can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So um, anyways, both of mine have like a vintage wooden frame, um, just like a really pretty. And it's like a detailed frame, just something you don't find nowadays, you know. But I also think the brass frames are really pretty. I've seen landscape paintings with these beautiful brass frames that I love. So I like looking for artwork. Um, I always file through, you know, at Goodwill, places like Goodwill, a lot of times Target will donate, you know, things to Goodwill or Mm -hmm. Walmart or Kohl's. And so sometimes you can find like brand new curtains or brand new throws, you know, or pillow covers in that section. So I'll always check out the linens. I like to check out the kitchen items. I've really been into replacing the things Like everything that I use, I want it to be like beautiful and like bring joy. You know what I mean? So this, I've been transitioning in my kitchen to like everything I use, whether it's spatulas or, you know, mixing bowls. I want it to be something that if I just left a mess in the kitchen, it would still be beautiful because I would love everything that I, oh my gosh,
0: (laughs) I said this just the other day. I actually was at a, uh,
1: yes, I was,
0: (laughs) it was so funny. My sister and I, we were at vintage market days and I I was planning for a YouTube video on like this type of topic, yes. like shopping for antique finds and all of this. And I go, Laura, you know, I the reason I really like these quilts, and I'm like, oh, wait, hold on, let me pull my notes up. And I pulled up the voice thing and I was like, The reason I really like these quilts is even if it's a mess in my boys' room, it's still pretty. Yeah. Like if they if they throw the quilts on the floor yes. and none of the beds are made, but there's really like this quilt on the floor is still good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally love know what you're
1: saying it's I don't know it's just this that idea I can't think she was all the rage a couple years ago and everybody was organizing Marie Kondo yeah yes yes like does it bring you joy or whatever (laughs) it sounds cheesy but it's really true like I have been doing that a lot just getting rid of things that you know and replacing them with things that have more beauty and bring me joy and I feel like, um, so now I like to check out the kitchen section and I dig through the little tools there and find these pretty spatulas and mixing bowls. And, you know, I love bringing that type of thing home with me. I just got the coolest. I think this video will go live next week or the week after, but I went thrifting and found some really cool, like vintage pizza cutters. And I find wooden spoons all the time, stuff like that. So yeah. I like, I like looking for things like that. Yeah. Why not? You know, why not
0: have those yeah. items because they're out, you're going to be using them. And whenever I have this crock bowl sitting on the counter that I've just made something in dirty versus like a stainless, which I still have like my stainless bowls, but I'd much rather see that crock. Yes. bowl sitting there. Yeah. I always reach for it. If it's not being used, it's what I'm using because yeah, same thing. When in the
1: kitchen's a mess. I, yeah. I do the same thing now. And I'm so happy you've, Finally convinced me to switch over to cast iron. So Oh good. No, <laughs> no, I don't even mind those dishes laying out because even my cast iron is beautiful. So. Right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they just sit right out on the stovetop, even when they're dirty. I mean, they still look beautiful. I know,
0: yeah. Just stack them up and use them next time. So what are some of your tips for actually keeping it curated? Because when I first started this, and maybe this is just part of it, like maybe this is gonna happen regardless, but I brought home a lot of stuff that I thought was cool and then after I got thrifting more and antiquing more, I developed an eye for it. So what are some tips for yeah. for that so that people don't have to like bring home a bunch of junk?
1: Um I I don't know. I guess I kind of ask myself if it's if it's timeless. I don't know. I I personally if you were to go look at my home, um, I like to keep things pretty minimal. I don't have a ton of a Ton of clutter. So I guess I ask myself, like, first of all, do I absolutely love it? You know, don't just bring it home because it's cool. There, you're gonna find cool stuff all the time. And before you know it, you're just gonna have way too much stuff in your house. Yeah, you there's know? an abundance of cool stuff. Yeah, there always <laughs> will be. And and I think that's one cool thing about having a little booth because sometimes you don't have to leave it there. You're like, oh, I could bring this and go sell it up at my booth. But yeah, I ask myself if I really love it, first of all, and then just asking myself okay is this trendy or is this timeless like is this something that in a year it's going to be you know out of style is this just like the rate all the rate like you know back when I first started decorating and birds and turquoise and um chevron stripes were like super popular yeah. everybody had them in yes. their <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> that's what I did you know and then after a while I'm like okay this isn't truly what I love I'm just doing it because I see it on Pinterest so stick to what you love and ask yourself if it's, you know, something that'll stand the test of time. I think, I don't know. Yeah. If that makes sense. I have a
0: hard time and I I'm developing it more and more just as I see things and I, you know, it clicks like, oh, this is I like this a lot. But yeah, I sometimes have a hard time even knowing like, do I do I love this? I really don't know. Like it's it's pretty. And in the context of this room, it might be even better. Yeah. But I'm totally not
1: sure when it's removed from it sometimes. I know. I you know if it's for sure. And there have been pieces that I'm like, oh, I'm going to pass it up. And then later I regret it. You know, later I think. Mm mm-hmm darn I should have gotten that like why didn't I just pay the three dollars and buy that vase you know so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I I definitely do that too I'm not perfect when it comes to knowing like what's gonna be perfect for my home sometimes I buy things and I made a mistake I bring it home and I think I don't like this this is But I guess that's the good thing about thrifting, you know, instead of spending 20 or 30 or $40 on a vase, you just spent three bucks. So it's not the end of the world. If you have to donate it back to the thrift store, if you find you haven't used it in a couple of years, you know. Yeah. As I'm venturing into this world of like adding
0: art, which, you know, everybody's like, everybody's been adding art forever, but I haven't. And so this is new for me. And I'm sometimes like, this is, it's oil painting. It's in a cool frame, but do I really love it? Maybe the tip for that is just put up something like you were saying before, as almost like a placeholder, get a print, put yeah. it up there. And if it's like a really nice, like, you know, landscape print, and then maybe someday if you're sure you like that landscape print there, maybe yeah. you could keep your eye out for the oil painting or a cooler frame. But like, for sure, I don't know, venturing into it without spending a whole lot of money, but yet still being able to, because there's a lot of things that if I wouldn't have made the mistake, I wouldn't have it looking in my home, how it looks because
1: yeah. I really wasn't sure whenever I started dabbling in it, you know, for sure. It all goes back. You just got to keep playing with it and trying different things. So yeah, it can be tricky sometimes. I'm still learning to all the time. I mean, I'm constantly changing things, so I'm right there with you. Well, and for people that it,
0: doesn't come naturally to. I mean, I guess that's why there are bloggers like you go to your Instagram, study the details. And then, you know, maybe if you just really like Andrea's house, just look for things like she has,
1: you know? <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. No, for sure. I do the same thing. I love like design books. I have a bunch of them and I enjoy those more than like scrolling on my phone. Just looking at a big mm-hmm. book and studying a a room or you know, a space, I think that that helps me a lot. And just looking at all the details, what do they have hanging? Why do you love that? Like, why are you drawn to that? Okay, well, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the colors or maybe it's because of, you know, the, the accents or whatever. Oh, it's because the rug is just so beautiful. So I think that's a great idea. Just studying people that you really love and then looking for items that they have and try to implement them into your home and play with them, so.
0: Yeah, and with the design books, I find that I can look at the same design book a hundred times because one day I'm thinking about light fixtures and their placement. Like, okay, well, where are all the sconces in this picture? And then the next I'm thinking about rugs. What rug was in that space that I like so much? I'm always noticing different details based on like the current thing that I'm trying to figure out in my own home. I do the same
1: thing. (laughs) I always find something new. What are some of your favorites? design. I hooks. just got one for Christmas. My husband got it for me. I think it's country home. Nora Murphy, I think.
0: Oh, yep. I have that one. I love that. one. Yeah, I got that one.
1: Yeah. Um, for Christmas, I had like hinted to my husband that I wanted it and he got it for me. So that was, sweet. yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I love that one. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I have Homebody by Joanna Gaines, which I don't love all the room, all the homes in that book, but there are certain Homes that I go back to and that. But you don't
0: even necessarily have to like the style as much as you can glean like certain placement of things and certain accents that you do
1: like. Yes. Um, And then there's another one called Patina Farm. Have you heard of that one? Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, it sounds like something beautiful.
1: (laughs) Oh, you would love it. You would love it. She's got, she's got chickens and goats and, you know, wandering all over the property and an herb garden. And oh, it's beautiful. I love her, her book too. Yeah. I'm
0: going to have to definitely look that up. For for everyone listening, there will be a corresponding blog post and show notes. So if you go to simplefarmhouselifepodcast.com, there will be a whole post on this and so you can get all the links and also the links to all of your blog posts that you mentioned throughout the episode. Thank and you. then obviously if you're listening on like Apple Podcasts, it'll also be down in the the description box or the show notes or whatever. So so many great resources. Well, thank you so much for Thanks, joining Lisa. me and chatting thrifty decor. It was a lot of fun. I feel like you have so many good ideas and plenty more to come. So if people want to follow along on Instagram and YouTube and your blog, um a lot of it you'll share in your stories first and then and then you'll ultimately make a YouTube video on the process and behind the scenes on Yeah. It. Yeah, whatever comes up.
1: Although, yes, I guess I've kind of switched now. That's how it used to be, but now I feel like I I I do the YouTube video and then I try to send people in stories over to watch the YouTube video and read the blog post. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. That it definitely makes more sense. <laughs> Nobody's giving you anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you taught me yeah. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I put so, so much effort into Instagram stories and then, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. So I like to use it as a little commercial for, hey, if you want to see this, head over to my blog. The full so. process.
0: Yeah. And I also just can't like. I can never remember to photo like do everything vertically and horizontally.
1: So it's almost like you have to pick. Am I documenting this for YouTube or documenting i documenting it for kudos to those Instagram. people that can do both? That's tough for me. I'm I think I'm more consistent right now on I my can't. blog in, in this season of my life, my blog. And my YouTube channel, I think I'm I'm more consistent with as far as content goes. But yeah. But I try.
0: I try to get on stories. Yep. Yeah. So Pine and Prospect Home. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. Over
0: on YouTube, over on PineandProspecthome.com and on Instagram.
1: Thanks, Lisa.
0: It was so much fun Yay. chatting with you. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. Make sure to head to this episode sponsor tubesandco.com, use the code farmhouse to get 10% off your natural, organic skincare. They have everything from moisturizers, to cleansing, to makeup, so many beautiful products over there to check out. Also go on over to Andrea's Instagram and YouTube and blog and follow along with all of the things that she is doing because she talked about a lot of really good ideas in this episode, but I know with her creativity, her constant, eye for her home and improving things and making her home more cozy for her family. She'll be doing a whole lot more. So you're going to want to be sure to continue to follow along with her, to see all that she comes up with. As always, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode of the simple farmhouse life podcast.